0: in the beginning. That phrase, in the beginning, as it's used here in John's gospel, well, it's meant to echo the opening of Genesis chapter 1. But maybe you know that. Scholars generally accept that while the recorded story of salvation probably began with an account of God's people being released from captivity in Egypt, the need eventually arose for an explanation as how to how they even got to Egypt in the first place. So an intentionally colorful telling, one chock full of the most brilliant symbolism, was conceived about how life on earth came to be. The rest of the Bible depicts how human beings have found our way in and out of communion with God. What that meant then, what it means now in terms of how we understand God to be, and in varying degrees of openness how we understand ourselves to be. Communion, it is a big thing. In the beginning, when God created The heaven and the earth. In Genesis it's about the creative process. God speaks creation into being and does so in what I've always thought appeared to be a rather fantastical way. In the beginning was the word. This declaration by John creates echoes on many levels and sometimes all those echoes come together in this chorus of profound wonder and I'd like for us to sort of lean into that space for a moment this morning and together wonder about how to enter it ourselves and at any time we choose. Long ago God first spoke creation into being and in the fullness of time the incomprehensible happened as God took human form. John's echoing words are in response to creation itself, but through them he fairly charms us into an even higher place, a sense of higher meaning as everything about words what they do, how they inform, the power they have and do not have, and all the potential for meaning that they possess, all this tumbles together as if it is meant to what? To help us to know Jesus. Really? Well, yes, to know Jesus, I guess, but maybe not just Jesus. I love to listen for the conversations that rise up out of Scripture. The ways different books and passages, even testaments, speak to each other. So this matter of what the word represents not only helps me perceive the echoing between Genesis and the fourth gospel, it speaks of even more. The Bible is less book than library. A library containing an enormously diverse collection of stories about finding communion. Communion with God? Of course. And I'm certain it's communion with God as it can most generously be understood. Communion with God. But more often than we realize, that communion happens by the only means that are available to us, which is communion with each other. And if you want to be ultra-expansive, communion with all of creation. And this communion has everything to do with Jesus, who in the beginning was with God and who has been God all along. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being through him was life. There was a particularly harmonizing gospel moment two weeks ago in the text for the third Sunday of Advent that I find resonates very powerfully here. John the Baptist is in jail, and he sends his minions to Jesus asking, are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Finding communion with God and with each other, Jesus True to form doesn't answer John's question directly. But then he never really does in the Gospels. And and there's a big clue about why in how he does respond to John's question. Tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised and the poor have good news brought to them. Jesus points John and us toward the effect he has in the world. And the significance of this cannot be overstated. Rather than confirming what John clearly hopes about what Jesus represents in the way of being the cause, the personification, or better yet, the externalization of why we should do what we need to do regarding this elusive communion we seek, Instead, Jesus continually draws those he encounters, those who ask questions of him that are grounded in how the world works rather than how God works in the world, those whose concerns rise up from places of fear inside, as does John's to great extent, and understandably so as his life is nearing its violent end. But in response, Jesus demonstrates far less interest in affirming his own status as the thing that has the power to save humanity while simultaneously being separate from it somehow. Are you the one? He's asked. And the more I come to understand Jesus' desire for us, when it comes to communion with each other and with God, the more I envision him replying like this, no, I am not the one who is to come. You are to wait for another, and that other is you. That's it. That, Charlie Brown, is what Christmas is all about. It's that part of the story of salvation that... Following Abraham and God getting together to introduce the concept of a supreme being wanting relationship with humanity Following Moses's role in the liberation of that part of humanity that came to focus its identity in such a relationship a relationship with that which is so austere as to be separate from them, following that and tons more events over hundreds of years that illustrate a vast array of changing relationship dynamics, following the thread of all of that, we trace our way to Mary, the mother of Jesus, who herself personifies the turning point the point at which reconceptualizing that which had been largely accepted as separation begins. Mary, the one who in Luke's telling every year unwittingly models what it is to move through time and space with God inside you. The God inside her that will grow in her at first, then holistically increasing as God force moves into the world. The God inside her who has ultimately come to proclaim a new way of being. A way of being in which the kingdom of heaven, the gift of the spirit, of God force, is inside you. Genesis begins with creation being portrayed as the framework upon which God and humanity haltingly and awkwardly find communion. What John describes in today's gospel is as significant a shift in the relationship between God and humanity. Hence, the echoes in words about beginning. And maybe the most beautiful part is how, because it's so significant a change, and significant change can be difficult for humans to process, this overarching and wonderfully organic metaphor is so gorgeously used. A baby coming into the world. A baby who brings all the need for care and nurture, all the demand for it, really, that babies bring. A baby who, by the time this baby departs physical life, will have made it clear that a bond with God that is as close as the bond of human motherhood, much closer even, is meant to be the personal experience of every one of us. And that this is God's desire, it's God's intention. Is it how God comes into you and when you've actually realized this personal experience perhaps it is then you will know the meaning of Messiah for it is then that communion with God begins to come into your reach and communion with all others and all of creation becomes more and more your lived reality. Because it really is true. What has come into being through him, through God being born today in you, is life. Amen and Merry, Merry Christmas.